0: Hello, hello, Heather Jean here. I'm so excited to be here for another version of the Confidence to Cabaret, the podcast. And this week we are talking in our series about work life. So, last week we talked about personal life. Next week we will be talking about stage life. And it's all related to how we show up with our confidence. So, you know, when we started Confidence Through Cabaret, we recognize that, of course, it's all part of your life. But there are different areas where we have uh, confidence and other areas where we don't have so much confidence. And a lot, if not most, of what we uh, have or need as strategies is already within us. It's just a matter of channeling it. So, for example, if you're able to do one thing, then you transfer the behaviors or the competencies or the skills and knowledge into another area of your life. And we always say start from where you're strong. So, if you are most strong in your personal life, then you might be looking for how do I channel that confidence into my work life, for example. Or next week, we'll be talking about your stage life, whatever your stage is. So I'm Heather Jean. Welcome to Confidence Through Cabaret, the podcast, all things confidence. And it is just little old me this week. And I'm so pleased to be able to speak directly to um, this audience around you know what it takes to have work confidence so i have been a career and confidence coach for over 25 years with my own business uh, and longer if you include um you know working in, in other people's businesses as well um, and and the the main kind of focus around confidence through cabaret is very much about um you know lifting your confidence And and building that resilience so that when you're having your ups and downs, you're not staying down as long and you're not going down as far as well. So in Confidence Through Cabaret, then my role is to help women to show up in their lives unapologetically by helping them to to connect their mind and body and they're not separate um, and to be able to develop positive, supportive beliefs and strategies so that you can own your space unapologetically with unshakable confidence, so that you can raise your voice and follow your passion and, and, you know, really be who you are and who you're meant to be. And when we talk about work life, I think a lot of us, uh, before COVID had, um, some some presentation skills concerns. I I, I think it, it, that still exists to some degree. I uh, worked an event uh, the other night, and I was told by these amazing professional musicians that they could never do the introductory speech that I do on a microphone to to the audience and i just think but you're standing performing vivaldi i mean how amazing is that so we all have things where you know i can stand and explain this piece i can play this piece to you in that example but i'm not able to um to talk directly and make eye contact with a large audience and it's very interesting where where our where our limitations sit, um, so back to the presentation skills. A lot of what I did uh, before COVID was uh, helping people to be able to upskill their com- their presentations and their confidence around giving presentations. And then when COVID happened, of course, so many of us were uh, working from home, online on Zoom or Google Meet or Hangouts or wherever you wherever you meet your team. And and what's interesting about that is we got more used to being Visible. Um, there are still a lot of people who struggle with the camera work and being on camera. And I get that. And especially if you have to like see yourself or watch yourself back, it can be it can be a bit tricky. But those kind of things are also, if we follow that thread what can stop us from applying for uh, another job, for example. Um, could be a or promotion even. Uh, could be something that makes us think, I can't do that or I don't know how to do that and I'm not capable of learning that. And though that internal dialogue is what might stop us. Because what happens is when we have a thought, it becomes real to our body, and and our our brain sends signals to our body about, um, you know, like th- this is a dangerous or uncomfortable situation. And so one of the things, and you can go back and look at the the personal life, um, podcast or vodcast uh, as well on this. One of the things that we talked about last week was about when you have that fear, how you view it. And learning to live with fear is a really important thing for any area of confidence in your life, but most especially um, you know it, it, for you showing up in your personal life. So some of the things that previous guests have shared that have really helped with their work life and most especially if they're building their own business, um, are things like, you know, having boundaries and knowing when to say no. Right. So, you know, you, you you might have an ability to do all of the things that you're being asked to do or that are required to do, but you can't do them all. So it's about prioritizing and then being able to say no or being able to delegate those. And, and delegation is a massive part of the leadership work that that I do uh, for corporations, because a lot of times managers are not able to delegate. It's that letting go bit. Right. It's that it's that trusting another Um so, but the back to the boundaries then about saying no and about prioritizing. So today is about, I don't know, uh, social media or writing copy or, um, you know, producing that report or, you know, managing that project. And it is not about these other things. So then I need to let those things go and they will still be here tomorrow or someone else will do them if you're lucky. Um so boundaries has been a big part, and we talked on the uh, Dory Robert Stewart um, podcast episode, and you can look back on that one. We talked a lot about boundaries there as well. Um, just looking at what other guests have shared with us, so um, we talked with Gondega uh, Sabo about uh, how to, um, you know, balance your masculine and feminine, and I. Kind of before that episode wasn't sure where it was going to go because we were talking about in relation to to business and in relation to money, and it is a lot about connecting with the feminine, being your creativity and your intuition and your passion and your feelings, and it seems counterintuitive in this kind of patriarchy, you know, um, uh, work life that you know we we would be not tuning into those things. You know, masculine energy is very much around drive and is very much around competing and is very much around, um, uh, you know, results and measuring results. And a huge amount of of ego comes into some of those things. So when we only focus on driving our, our business or our work life, then we are missing out on all of the richness that is our feminine energy. And it doesn't matter to me how you identify as, you know, gender wise, we all have that feminine energy. So feminine energy is, as I said, the creativity, the intuition, the feelings, the knowing, and imagine having a business that doesn't invest in and tap into creativity. Imagine having or working in a business that doesn't connect with common sense or 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 deeper intuition of knowing this is the right direction or not the right direction to be going in imagine working in or having your own business where it doesn't allow for feelings, right? Because we all have feelings. Whether we acknowledge them or not doesn't matter. We still have these ups and downs and these highs and lows. And when you want to come back to confidence, you want to be able to think about who am I, how am I expressing myself, how am I feeling, and how is that showing up? Because I guarantee you, those feelings are showing up. So, it's okay. It's, it's absolutely, um, in fact, it's encouraged that you tap into your feminine energy as well as, um, you know, some of the, the masculine energy and that gives you that balance and it's about balancing it. Um, and certainly we talked about that in relation of just checking my notes here in relation to, um, you know, the masculine and feminine balance with our um, with our work life and, and with our association with money, which of course comes into our work life or our, our business life. Um, so we also talked about aligning with our values. So when you work for business, and I've talked about this a lot on the YouTube channel, if you go back and look under the work-life um, playlist, I've talked about this a lot. When you you look at your your own kind of, you know, work-life and, and career or development of your business, then, you know, it's important that you align your business values with your own values. So by that I mean if you work for a company let's say then you need to know what the company's values are and do you believe in and subscribe to those values because if you don't then there's always going to be this loggerheads and when when you develop your business then you need to be thinking about what are the values that my business stands for. Now there's a lot of stuff online I I'm also um you know very um experienced in coaching uh for helping businesses develop their branding and that that includes their brand essence and brand identity that includes their values that includes their vision and all of those things are very important but they need to be aligned and if you're working against your values for example if you have a business and you're running you know your your business 10 hours a day and you're not having time for your family or for yourself or for your community or, or whatever, you, wherever you want to spend your time, then your values are going to be, it's not going to, it's not sustainable. It, your values are going to be interfered with in, in, if you do that long-term. So, um, when you think about you know how do i balance that and back to boundaries then we can say okay well i switch off at this time or um i do these things in order to serve myself or or the the people around me that i want to serve so it you know knowing what your values are are key and if you go onto confidence through cabaret.com on our member site there is a masterclass all about how to establish your values if that's something that's new to you because everybody talks about this stuff i find you know when when People talk about, you know, oh, you have to align with your values, and every, you're supposed to know what that means. So, um, so there's a whole masterclass on how to um, identify your values and align to your values on confidencethroughcabaret.com. Uh, but that's a little aside. Um, the other thing was um, making room for play, and I talked about that with uh, Zena B on that episode, and you can go back and, and check that out on the podcast or vodcast wherever you get your um, your vodcasts or um or your podcasts you'll find it on confidence through cabaret so go to youtube confidence through cabaret or go to your favorite podcast host platform and you'll find it there um so we talked about spoonful of sugar and it was kind of made up on the spot because uh, one of the core essences of me is about play and playfulness and that is how i connect with my inner pool of joy and um, and confidence, and, you know, making it fun. So even if I am training out one of the most dry subjects, and I have done that many times, uh, especially around, you know, kind of processes for HR and things like that, then, um, what what I try and do is is infuse some fun, some humor, different ways of looking at it, and also making time for breaks. And it is amazing to me how many people do not make time for regular breaks. Um, and I know that working, if you're working in your own business, especially working from home, it can be really distracting. When you do take a break, it can be hard to go back to. So there is a lot of that self-discipline that's that's needed there. But you know when you when you kind of align that with the spoonful of sugar. So I'm doing this task. I've got oh look, taxes. Last month was taxes month for me. I did not want to do that, but I built in some things that I could play with in my little breaks, and I did that little and often, so that I didn't go into that uh, dread spiral by taking too long a break and then not wanting to go back. But he also. Um, manage to keep my energy going and my flow going. And if you don't have your energy and your flow, then it is very difficult to connect with feeling confident about what you're doing, especially if it's something that you don't want to be doing, or you don't know how to do, or this is brand new, and it's a really steep learning curve for you so um so so a spoonful of sugar you know take, take a leaf out of mary poppins's you know uh, book with that and um you know it makes the medicine go down for sure um the other thing that i do a huge amount of work on well there's actually two things that i i want to talk about um one of them is around your beliefs and the other is around imposter syndrome or what i call your imposter voice So the beliefs that we hold are, are reinforced by us repeating those things to ourselves over and over and over again. You know, I'm not good at this. And I'm, you know, I'll give you a very small example. I'm, I always say I'm not good at names. And the more times I say that, the more, guess what? I never get better at names. So, um, when you, are thinking about your beliefs, be very careful about your internal dialogue and what you are reinforcing in yourself. Now those beliefs came from either some experience that you've had, maybe it's in your adult life, or from some sort of programming as you were growing up, either from our parents or our carers, or or from um, you know education system, our friends and and our friends' parents also instill um, various beliefs, as, and that and that um, can stick with us for a very long time. And I often use the example of because it comes up for me daily of my mother saying, "You are so impatient." And I can hear the exact tone of voice, I can can see the expression that goes with that. And for me, when I reinforce that, I'm never going to learn patience because I'm reinforcing who I am at my core is not patient. So we have an opportunity when we're adults to change our programming. We have an opportunity to interrupt those patterns and say, is this serving me? Is this true? Is it absolutely true? Because if it's not serving me and it is not true, or it is no longer true, then you need to let go. And the way to do that is the same with changing a bad habit. You can't just stop your habit because then you'll go into a a feeling of deprive. Um, So you want to change it to something more healthy. So, for example, if you're changing your eating patterns, which I've just found out this morning I need to do, um, cholesterol. Um, So that means that I'm not just going to kind of, oh, I can't eat cheese and eggs anymore. More or dairy. Now I have to eat. You know, that that's not the way to do it. It's kind of a, okay, so what do I get to do? What am I going to replace that with? What am I looking forward to in that? And so we replace it with a more um, productive or helpful habit. The same with beliefs. So I'm not able to say, well, magically I'm patient now. I'm able to say, every day I'm doing my best to learn patience. You see, and if I repeat that every day, I'm getting better. At, at building patience. Every day I'm becoming more patient. And we can slowly start to build that until all of a sudden, guess what? You know what, I'm a patient person. I've learned that and that is now my belief. So I do a huge amount of that in my uh, programs and and in free masterclasses. If you'd like to attend one of the free masterclasses, I do a lot of stuff around body confidence, around self love, um, and and around you know shifting your beliefs, um, most especially about you know self acceptance, um, in in your body and mind connection. Um, the other thing that that connects very much to beliefs is around our imposter syndrome. So I do a lot of work and and programs on that. Um, And I have a free masterclass if you want to uh, uh, on recording, because normally I don't record my my, um, masterclasses. I like to do them live and and experiential um, with people. But I do have a recorded masterclass on that. So uh, reach out to me, drop a comment um, wherever you're um, connecting with this or contact Confidence through Cabaret or Heather Jean on any of the socials. And I will be glad to share the link with you on that but back to the imposter syndrome so we all have an inner critic we all have that voice that says oh you shouldn't have done that you know way to go or however you talk to yourself that was very canadian i mean way to go eh? so um (laughs) so but but you know it's it's a more extreme version of that, if we have imposter syndrome, and we believe it typically comes from not connecting our successes. So for example, if you have um, you know, 10 people, nine of them give you compliments and one of them gives you a, a criticism or um a suggestion for improvement, which one are you gonna focus on? Wh- are you gonna focus on the compliments or are you gonna focus on the 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 criticism? Well, most of us will focus on the criticism. Not all of us, but most of us, and and you know, at an extreme, uh, some of us don't even notice that criticism, and and I'm not even going to go into narcissistic tendencies there, but, um, but I think for for most of us, we would focus on you know that one comment, like how come I didn't get ten out of ten, um, so that can lead to this imposter syndrome where we don't connect our successes and our value and our you know um achievements. As ourselves, we only focus on the yeah, but, and so again, we can learn to to undo some of that, and there are lots of methods of undoing that. Um, but the one that I want to talk about in here um, is around, you know, really calling out your imposter. So we have lots of voices in our internal dialogue. We have the voice that, um, you know, talks to us about you know where we've gone wrong or how we're doing, and that is set up so that we can identify danger that's that's part of our um you know our history that's that's part of our evolution and when we're trying to identify you know where danger is then your imposter voice might come up and that might be things like you know a, a fight flight or freeze for example now that's not necessarily your imposter voice but your imposter voice is one of those things that you probably have have developed and somewhat inherited from nature and nurture um so learning to to be able to talk to those various voices. So fear is another is another one of those that may or may not be linked to our um, internal uh, our, our imposter voice and that internal dialogue around it. And last week I talked about fear and learning to to uh, embrace fear and talk about fear in a different way. Go back and check out last week's um, personal life podcast. But this week I wanted to talk about that imposter voice. And when we name that imposter voice, when we, mine is called Donald, because I make, I speed it up and I make it fast. Um, I make it um, kind of ridiculous because it's a way it feels less critical for me. It's like "Mm," in my ear all the time. And so I can talk to that and I can say, okay, thanks for that information that is not helpful at this time or thanks it is helpful at this time but i've got this you know so for example if you're going to apply for a job okay most of us go oh but i don't know if i'd want that job and i don't know if i'd be able to do that job and would that job be to be any good anyway would i be good at it who am i to apply for this job those kind of things and and what i always say to my coaching clients is have you got the job Because until you do, you have no decision to make. Like, if you want the job, that is all you need to be looking at. If you want the job, and then what is going to make you a good candidate for it? Not all the things that isn't, not all the the qualifications or experience that you don't have. Because those are learnable if you have the right attitude, right? Employers, if they're a good employer, will always look for the right attitude over the skills, knowledge and experience, because that can be gained if you have the right attitude. But if you have the wrong attitude, you won't learn the skills or the or gain the knowledge and you won't get the, the right kind of experience. So attitude is everything. In fact, so much so that that's what my uh, training and coaching uh, consultancy has been called for over 25 years is attitudes, learning and development, because it is all about attitudes. So back to thinking about that imposter syndrome, and this most especially affects women. So it's not only, but especially in, in the research uh, shows that women are less likely to apply for a job if they don't have 100% of, uh, you know, what, what the, the the criteria is for the new role. Um, which is crazy. And then if they do get the role, then they start saying, Oh, maybe they've made a mistake, or you know, maybe, maybe I'm I'm not really gonna be able to do it. And you know, they they don't know that yet, but I, I'm I'm not gonna be able to be successful at it. And then once they get into the role and they are successful at it, then they start saying, Yeah, but that's I've been really lucky. Right or yeah, but uh, you know the, that's those things. But what about these things? I haven't done these things yet, or you know, I haven't done them as successfully as as my perfectionist tendencies might be expecting. Or I don't learn the things as quickly as I might be expecting. These are some of the archetypes around um, imposter syndrome. And and when we talk to ourselves in that way, what we don't see, and this is back to the the kind of root cause of imposter syndrome, what we don't see. Is is what we are achieving and what we have been able to do and what we are learning and celebrating those successes and celebrating the sh- fact that we showed up and we gave it a shot and that we might have learned something in that failure and we again we talked about failure last time so go and check that out because failure is very much a mindset as well right that's part of a possibly our imposter voice certainly our inner critic is that whole kind of thing of what a way to go and so learning to talk to yourself about failure is very different when you consider it as okay i i want that didn't go as i expected or hoped or wanted but I didn't have all of the information and having had these results that were less than what I wanted or different than what I wanted, I've now learned what information I need to get or I've learned the information directly and next time I'm set up for it. Now, when you talk to yourself in that way, when you say next time I'm set up for it, then you're ready to go, right? And then it's not failure. And then that quiets your imposter voice because your imposter voice doesn't get a word in there. Now, when you think about building a business, you are absolutely going to uh, have what what we would call failures, and I would learn to celebrate and embrace those. When you are applying for roles, it it may not be a failure that doesn't get you the role that you wanted. It may be that someone else had more closely aligned with what, what they were looking for. And that doesn't mean that you weren't good enough. See, see where we're coming back to this internal dialogue. The same thing with when you're doing a presentation. You know, you don't know what I was gonna say that I forgot to say. You don't know that I was gonna say something different. You don't know any of that. Because even if you're an expert on all of the things that I'm gonna talk about in my presentation, then it it, it doesn't mean that you're an expert on my presentation. You, you you don't know what I was going to say and what I messed up on and what I changed, in, you know, in, in, on the fly. So again, we're back to this internal dialogue, right? Of, oh no, I forgot to say this and I didn't say that quite right. They don't know that. And even if they do know that, so what? It makes you human right? So show up, and we're going to talk much more about this on on stage life next week. Uh, Whatever your stage is, show up on social media, show up on Zoom, show up in in wherever your presentations might be. Um, But what I would say to you is be careful about the language as well, because you have a choice in the language. So for example, if I say to somebody, will you do a presentation for the business? A lot of times people will say, presentation, no, too risky. Okay, but if you were to say, "Will you share your expertise?" That's a little bit different. Or if they phrase it in a different way. So um, any kind of presentation can be called, um, you know, sharing information can be called um, briefing, can be called, um, I don't know. Um, Uh, question and answers session, discussion session, um, you know, facilitation. It's not quite the same thing, but a lot of times it's called that. So a, a lot of times the language that we're using freaks us out. So be very careful with what language you're using. And if it's not comfortable, is there another way to describe that word, for example, presentations? And then what other synonym could I use? What other word could I use that means the same thing? Okay. And the last thing that I wanted to talk about within the work life is really knowing what your brand essence is. So if you're an employee, then you can ask the question that you should already know it, like as in you should have already been told it, but you might not. Uh, For example, Apple is simplicity. And you would recognize that, right? Because whether you're an Apple fan or not, you know that it's very simple. In fact, my, my children choose to um, not, not use iPhones because it's too simple. You know, So it might not be for everyone, but that's their brand. Uh, Volvo, uh, their their brand essence is around um, safety. Um, uh, for Confidence Through Cabaret, it's around inspiring. So we tend to. It's not always one word. It's usually though a few words that capture your essence. And I love this exercise, and the, you know, around going through um, with businesses, what is your brand essence? So how will people recognize you? It helps you get to your why. It helps you get to your vision and values. And you shouldn't even be touching branding like logos and colors and fonts until you've done all of the, the this work in in the background first. So brand essence would be would be a really simple way to do it might be to say uh, if my brand was a person what characteristics would it have? Um, it might be that you would say how would others describe it that this person that is my brand you might say how would others experience it that would cause them to to describe it you might say um you know it, how would people find me like where does this brand presence show up you know um and and in what way does it show up and so you you can take some of that from knowing your own. If you're if you're developing your own business, you can take some of that from knowing your own essence, um, and and play with it that way. For example, I said to you that I see play. Uh, I said to you that that one of my core essences is about play and playfulness, and that aligns very much. Layered on top of that, my values. So the 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 brand essence is the thing that the characteristics that make your brand sparkle that make your brand stand out that and this is the beautiful part that mean that you don't have to be thinking about competing with others right you show up as your brand or representing your brand or or you know knowing what what lights people up in your target audience and you don't have to be thinking what the competition is doing and that's such Relief, especially if you have strong beliefs around you know failure, and if you have strong beliefs around based on your imposter voice, right? Because you don't have to be thinking about oh, who am I to be doing this? Other people can be doing this, I'm not, I this isn't really me, I'm not really good at this, or whatever. You, You don't have to be thinking about other people, you just need to be able to focus on your core, central calming brand essence. So all I'm thinking about is inspiring all I'm thinking about is helping people find the joy that comes from inspiring. All I'm helping uh, thinking about is how people build their confidence or are inspired to try to build their confidence. I have my dog here again. You can probably hear him in the background. He's got a, a, a non-squeaky but toy. Um, you, you, so everything for me is all about inspiring, inspiring you to feel great in your body, inspiring, inspiring you to you know connect with your your true joy inspiring you to be unapologetic inspiring you to take up space because all of those things help you show up help you build your business all of those things help you feel confident in your personal life your work life or your stage life i love the brand essence that is confidence through cabaret. And it has very deep meaning for me. And that is where everything else comes from. That's where all of the values, that's where the branding, that's where the, you know, the colors and the logos and the the font and all of those things come from. Um, so, if you want to know more about brand essence, you can either jump into the confidence through cabaret uh, community because I'm talking about that that in there. Um, but also, um, I'm more than happy to jump onto a call with you and help you get started uh, with some some kind of core key questions to understanding what your personal essence is or your brand essence is, um, and and you know kind of help you s- set the path out for that because it is so important that you know love and exude your brand essence so that you can connect with your target audience. And when you know that, it will help you to be able to to sustain unshakable confidence. I have loved being here with you. I'd love for you to share your comments below. I'm on YouTube on the Vodcast playlist. Confidence Through Cabaret is the YouTube channel. Vodcast playlist is where you will find this on video if you're listening on podcast. And if you're listening, uh, if you're watching this on Vodcast, you also find Confidence Through Cabaret on the podcast. We have confidence through cabaret.com, which has new masterclasses going up every month around personal life, work life, and stage life. And we are confidence through cabaret on all of the socials, except for, uh, and, and and actually when I say that about the socials, uh, I hang out in confidence through cabaret community on Facebook all the time. So jump in there if you want to get, get more involved. Um, the only place we are not confidence through cabaret on the socials is Twitter, which is at yb yw ys or on clubhouse i'm at heather yb and those six little letters as if you've been hanging out with us for a while you already know those six little letters stand for it is your body and it is your world and it is your stage take up space own it love it enjoy it you deserve it i'll see you next week we're talking stage life bye for now